Hello everybody and welcome to What Do You Say Anime? I'm your host Peter and on today's episode we are reviewing the 2012 anime Shinsekai Yori. Joining me today first is Johnny. Johnny, how's it going today? I'm doing great, thank you very much. And he's got that new mic so we can get our female demographic up. Joining us as uh, well as our first moderator is Miles. Miles, how's it going? How's it going? In episode 59 of the hit cartoon Kim Possible... Ron Stoppable in the Naked Mole Rap says, what is that? That freaky thing. Yes, that's right. It's a Naked Mole Rat. And what do you know? That's what we're going to be discussing tonight. <laughs> yes, are Naked Mole Rat people actually people? We will discuss that. And our How second moderator. Take you to find that? Uh, aren't they actually people? Well, I don't know. We'll find out in yeah, the discussion. Yes. Yeah, we will talk about it, I guess. Yeah, sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. And our second moderator is Patrick. Pat, how's it going? Uh, it's good. It's good. Uh, yeah, hello, as always. Uh, I, I don't know. I the, This show was a, was a show that we watched that uh, over the course of two weeks as well. We all watched it over the course of two weeks. Yes. 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 Two days for some of us. It's not, yeah, well, you know what? That's, that's uh, the way we choose to consume things sometimes. Uh, but yeah, uh, I'm excited to, to start talking about it. We've got a nice, uh, small group today, only the four of us. So, uh, you know, we always say maybe that'll make it not as long of an episode, but then we end up talking as long as anyways, uh, either way, nice, uh, God, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I don't know, close knit, maybe I, whatever. Intimate. Either way, we're intimate. Thank you. I, you know, I was, that's especially, you know, as we approach Valentine's Day, it's important that we're intimate with each other. So there we go. That, that's <laughs> oh boy! And, and when when we talk about a show like this, yeah. you know, there's there's a lot of intimacy between, uh, you know, between the, the the members of the cast. So yeah, let's uh let's do our general introductions as we always do. We'll go one at a time, take our turn saying whether we what, how we found out about the show, what we liked about it in general, first few episodes, our impressions, and then lastly, whether we would recommend the show or not. Miles, why don't you kick us off like always? Sure. So uh, I recommended this show, and I also discovered the show a little while ago while listening to Digibro videos. There is a video titled, and I quote, Shinsekai Yori is worse than Sword Art Online. Um, anyone who knows about Digibro knows that that is quite the admonishment, um, as he gave Sword Art Online a 1 upon his first viewing. Um, and has subsequently buffed it up to a two after the watching of the Asterix Wars. Um, but yeah, so um, however, I thought it looked kind of cool. The video essay didn't do a lot to dissuade me from uh, watching this. And so uh, I did. Um, and I really liked it. So, you know, um, I thought it did like a really, really good job with world building and like theme stuff there were some like unpolished parts for sure uh specifically with like animation and like frame drops and a bunch of stuff but ultimately i thought it was like a very very good like character study societal study and like things like that uh i just i liked it a lot i would thumbs up recommend the show fair enough all right uh yeah i watched that same video actually too because when I finished the show myself, I wasn't sure how I felt about it. I, I knew I didn't love it as much as I expected to or, or was told to expect to love it. So I actually watched that video and, and he actually highlighted a lot of the points that I that actually dissuaded me from liking this show as much uh, as I could have. So I think that'll be a fun little discussion later on for us to have. Uh, but Johnny, what do you think? What, were your, what was your impression? 
All right, yeah. So unlike you guys, I have literally never heard about the show until Miles uh, nominated it two weeks ago. So for going for me, I had zero uh zero expectations, nothing to expect going into it, except for the fact that when we searched up on Mal, we saw the covers of the of the manga, or is it like no? It's the manga. The manga is like really yeah. sexual. Yeah, so like, like I, saw, I, I saw the only thing I knew about the show was looking at the covers of the manga I was like, oh, this this is the kind of show we're watching? Yeah. And then like, you know, like, I see that, and then I see like the cover uh, it was like the the art for the show, which is like, you know, a bunch of kids. I'm like, okay, what kind of show is this? Like, what am I getting into? So like, I, I'm, I'm glad it didn't go that way, because, you know, otherwise we probably wouldn't be saying these good things about it. But Saki just has giant breasts in the manga. It is unnecessary. Yeah. I'm looking at the cover right now. It is... The manga has, like, a six on Mal, and the show has, like, an eight-something, which I think is, like, the largest gap between two things I have ever experienced. Well, you know, really like, you know those, like, manga only is that, like, say that, like, the anime ruins the show? Uh, well, the thing well, is, it's not sourced from the manga. Either, no, it's though. sourced That's, from it, a it's novel. It's sourced from an actual novel, not even a light novel. It's a regular book, like <laughs> an actual. Like a, well, there's like a two book, different book, something well, you would have to read. No, there's no <laughs> no no different sources. The book was written, and then the anime was created off of that book, and I'm assuming the manga was created off of the anime. I can't imagine, or maybe the book. No, no, the, the manga was certainly created off of the book. It's well, completely different than the anime. But it's. Well, isn't it? Compl- well, I they came out. They came out at roughly the same time. The manga and the anime. They both came out in 2012. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, because I find the 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 complete difference of the manga though is so much more different from the, the source, from what I've heard, compared to the the anime. I I don't know. Again, I, I I don't know for sure. So maybe I'm speaking on my ass. But yeah. So go ahead yeah. and finish up, Johnny. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Either way, going on after that. Yeah. So like, I found the show really enjoyable as well. Like I said, like Miles said, like I think the story built, I think the world building and the characters were great. The reveals about like what the world really was is was really well done at the end. And I, yeah, I would recommend the show 100. It's a really fun ride. Alrighty, uh, Pete, what have you got? So I've known about this show for a very long time. And in, in the anime community, you either give the show like a 9 or a 10 or like a 3 or a 4. Like, that's just how it seems. Even though it seems like most people are in the 9 to 10 range because it has a pretty high score on Mal. I've heard a lot of bad things about this show. So I was really interested to see where we checked it out and just to get my opinions on it. And it was a really interesting ride. And it was a very unique storytelling. Uh, kind of remind me of like Steins Gate and the, how it progressed the story where it starts slow and then it ramps and each episode gets better and better as it goes. And it was, it was a really fun ride and I absolutely recommend it. This was, this was a really, really good show. Fair enough. All right. Uh, so for me, uh, I had probably heard of this show before, you know, just because people talk about it. Uh, it is a very popular and highly rated anime on, on Mal and in general, uh, and then once I saw it get nominated, I was like, all right, this could be a cool show to watch. Maybe I'll finally knock it out and, and, and give it a shot. Uh, I did not enjoy it nearly as much as everyone else did. I think I would still recommend it to people who, uh, I don't know, to people who, who can look past uh, bad animation and or, or frustrating animation is maybe a better way to put it. Because there are times where the show is like stunning. And then there are times where this show looks like a picture book almost or, or, or frames are just 
awful that and it's it's jarringly bad um i uh, i don't know i i think you guys are giving the characters a lot of credit i i thought they were pretty pretty okay compared to what i expected from what was supposed to be from again from what i had heard this seemed like it was a deep character study of like humanity and, and humans and i i thought that the plot carried the show a lot better than the characters did myself so uh other than that i i guess it, it I don't really have much to say in general about the show, um, but uh, I, I, yeah, again, so I would recommend it to to certain people, but I would not want to rewatch this show myself. Uh, I didn't, I didn't nearly like it as much as I hoped I would. So, uh, so yeah, Miles, uh, you usually kick us off with our talking points. So, uh, going forward, all spoilers are off, all or or on, I guess. Uh, so, if you have not watched the show but want to. Uh, it is pretty spoiler heavy again, because it is very plot driven. So, uh, <laughs> make sure to tune out for a bit. If you need to go watch the show quick, or if you don't care, just, just be warned. Uh, Miles, why don't you start us off? Sure. So I think the easiest way to have a conversation about the show, um, is to establish the setting first. Um, the setting is in a way, the most important character in the show. Um, so, uh, we, uh, you know, we start off in like a uh, post-apocalyptic Japan, um, several hundred years in the future. Um, more than 500, I know. I don't remember exactly how many. It's a it thousand, actually. It's yeah. a thousand, yeah. It's it, like, so that emperor rose to power um, from the Rose Dynasty 500 years after 2012 or whatever. So mm. that's how I do it. And that's in the future from that. So uh, it's sort of like... Uh, a lot of ways like reminiscent of like a like a rural probably i you know i don't i'm not great at time frames in japan but like i would guess like 17 1800 style sort of looking town is that correct pat i know you're more of a history guy uh yeah so again from that video that you you mentioned he talks about what the styles of the of the town looked like and it was and from what my also, from my own knowledge, it looked more like eight, late 1800s, like okay. st- uh, just before the start of like the Industrial Revolution in Europe and the United States, which was when, of course, the revolution ended up happening in Japan, like 10, 10 20 years later. So, uh, yeah, so I'd say like late 1800s is when is the style of the town. Uh, and it's funny you say that uh, because I wrote down that this show looked like uh, looked a bit like Higurashi or Shiki to me because of the, <laughs> the location. And I and a bit, I even said it looked a bit Madoka-y too. Uh, so I, um, I think that's funny. Uh, I was I, that's how I knew I was like, oh, Miles, Miles is gonna love this show no matter. I, what. I, I like, do I, love a Boondocks town in the middle of nowhere, Japan. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> uh, so that, that's why I knew. Uh, and, and I was just like, oh, well, now I see why the, this show picked uh, picked up Miles's attention going into it. Um, but yeah, yeah this show really does have a lot similar to Shiki, doesn't it? Um, yeah, it does. It yeah. does a lot. <laughs> And now, um, are you seeing why I didn't like it as much now? Probably. Yeah, because you have bad taste. Um, yeah, so, I know. Yeah. I do. Um, so, um, uh, a little podcast lore. This segment of our podcast essentially started when uh, I begged Pat to watch Shiki for me because I wanted to talk to it mm-hmm. to someone about it. And I begged um, him to watch Oragairu. And yes. Did. Um, I... And I probably got the better end of that deal, but I love Shiki. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> Shiki's uh, fun. It was it was a ride. It was a show. I just didn't. Uh, I don't know. I, again, I appreciate it now more, seeing how we actually deal with a pandemic rather than 
the potential how you would hope. <laughs> than, than rather than how we I would hope we would deal with a real pandemic. So you know what I, I give it, I, I have to give it a little bit more credit. It wasn't bad by any means. It was just um, it was just weird to me. It, it is weird. Um, I like weird shit. So not to That's get weird. too sidetracked as we walk a mile down that path. Um, mm-hmm. the town is um, like sort of can trolled by like a council of elders and stuff and you get like a lot of culty vibes um really quickly uh like there's a like ethics council and like an education council and like all of that sort of stuff um a lot of things that we'll we'll talk about later are actually like really well sourced from like how cults control people it's like pretty neat even things like playing music to like have people go in at certain times like controlling scheduling like that um the society's view of like how sex and stuff does works is like also um like really reminiscent of how cults control their members it's pretty cool so over the course of this story our group of um five or is it four or is it maybe three i can't really remember <laughs> um well, well it starts off as six i, 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 I think that people, yeah. it starts at six yeah i can't uh, I can't remember. I, I have this inkling that there were more, but I, I definitely know there were, like, at least four. Um, so, they, um, it's like this group of students, and they, we literally progressed through their lives from the age of 12 to the age of 26, uh, for the ones who make it, and uh, go with them on a journey as they learn about the world around them and the town they live in. So, that is your general setting. Um, I forgot a very major detail in that yeah. almost everyone in this world has unbelievable psychic powers. Yeah, thank um, you for addressing that. I was going to mention that. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Um, and they play a, a very central function in society. Um, once your powers develop, you get sent to a different school um, and you get, like, you know, put on a certain path in life. Um, they sort of use powers in lieu of uh, technology that had existed and still sort of exists in the world. Um, and um, it is like the main, uh, I guess, like pillar of their society, I would say, it was like the, their yeah. use of power. They, they um, are, they're pretty much gods with what their psychic yes. powers are capable of doing, right? Um, that. I guess if we want to start talking about it, we can talk about the the psychic powers that they have. You know, give some examples of it. Yeah. Uh, like uh, one of the characters, I'm terrible with names as always, but especially in shows that I didn't like. So what's uh, the red haired girl had the Maria. The Maria had the pow- hair, um, the the mirror power, right? Where she that was Sotaru. Sotaru, thank you again. I'm terrible with names, so thank you. Are you sure you want to handle this segment, Pat? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I remember what the powers were. I remember what, like, they could levitate, yes. they could... Uh, Maria I, I could remember the fly powers well. were bad with names. Uh, uh, and Sotaru could turn flat surfaces into uh, mirrors. There you go. So those are two of the psychic powers, but there's also other things in general, like, you know, uh, ripping trees from the ground and turning them on fire, and making arrows that were shot go back in the direction that they came from, uh, literally exploding things in thin, out of thin air uh, just by thinking about them, including other humans. You know, there, there's a lot of things that uh, uh, these psychics seem to be able to do, which is why, in the first place, when the psychics first existed, they caused this, this collapse of society that 
which is why they live in this post-apocalyptic future, right? Where they, uh, they, these cult, uh, as you described in this, like cult-like feeling is because the, they, uh, humanity figured out the only way to control psychic powers and make sure that they, people were not like truly just going to decide, oh, I want to kill a bunch of people today is to make that an inherently bad thing for a person to do and make them not experience the temptation of it or the, 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 the uh, the frustrations that might lead to a person becoming that way. I think I think that's the right way to describe it. Uh, Pete, what do you think? And, and Miles too. You can. Yeah, Pete, you can describe the uh, whole uh, death of shame and all of that. Okay, okay. So like, this is a really interesting concept because it's brought up. I had like different theories about the death of shame. So essentially, it's like it, you're not allowed to kill another human being, and if you do, you just die. Essentially, that's what it is. So Miles talked about it earlier when they moved into different schools with these kids when they developed their power because the kids that didn't develop their power didn't get into the school and then those kids go bye-bye because essentially those kids if they wanted to at any point could kill people with powers and the people with the powers are essentially powerless so that's how they have these like different like cats that they use to essentially just kill off anybody who has these like abnormalities i guess for them and something that would cause a threat maybe down the road to their society. And I thought it was a really interesting concept because I thought this was... We get brought up in the show a lot of these mind control, twisting your memories, these types of different things. Where I thought that this maybe was a thing where you're like it's implanted at birth. Where it's just like, hey, if you kill another human being, you essentially explode or implode or something like that. And we learned down the road that that's not the case. And I thought that was one of the really cool like mysteries surrounding this the show. And yeah, it was it was a really interesting like concept of how they like govern themselves with these powers. Yeah, it's it they essentially just culled the kids that didn't uh that uh, that posed any kind of a uh a potential threat to that to the society that they had and uh i know miles you're a huge fan of psychopaths right that's one yes. of your favorite shows um i my understanding is that they they address a society in a very similar way where you know like people who are outliers are instead of being re-educated or being monitored very closely they are just eliminated right that is that yes. is that a, g- a good way to describe it yeah so yeah. they're um, killed yeah they're murdered <laughs> they're just yeah, dead that's, that's they're just killed right well i was trying to put but, it very yeah. kindly and without spoiling psychopaths too much but yeah they, they essentially it happens they, they in episode one of psychopaths yeah it does all right good that, yeah. that makes me feel better yeah they just murder people they just kill pe- anybody that doesn't comply with society it's very authoritarian but in this way it's uh in this show it's a little different i feel like because it's uh it's it is definitely more along that cult sort of thing where oh these kids just, they just vanish because you know what they would have been a problem down the road anyways there's no changing that there's no point in risking it they're just gone and and again i, I don't know if you want to draw the comparisons because again when i hear about this show or when i did hear about the show it was compared to psychopaths a lot as well and i know you you are very connected yeah. to that show there are there's actually some interesting differences. Like one psychopath is technically a little more lenient because there is room for you to be like just imprisoned. There's room for like right. you to hold certain jobs based on your quote unquote crime coefficient, which is just like the likelihood that you pop off any second. Um in this, if you're at all because you can't ever like they literally can't deal with you once you start committing the crime. Um right. They, you know, there isn't, 
any of this in between. They kill you. Um, and um, so, like, in some ways, it's, like, harsher um, than Psychopaths is. Um, but, I, you know, I guess, like, they also... Yeah, I mean, it is very similar, right? They even have, like, personality ratings and scores, like, to, like, measure your ability to deal with trauma. And if that's, like, not good enough, they're concerned about your, like, ability to develop empathy, essentially, and, like, deal with trauma. And so they off you if that's not good enough. If you don't have good enough control of your powers, they off you because that can cause issues. Um, Basically, anything that could cause any threat to society. And these are admittedly very large threats to society. causes you to get cut um so to be cold yes and not even just cold cold and then everyone you ever loves memory is altered so that they no longer remember you (laughs) um it is quite brutal (laughs) um so yeah that's sort of um how it goes and it's like a genetic implementation in you that the thing the death of shame and i actually thought that was really neat because there's like a few ways you could like tie that to having powers genetically and have it work that could also explain um what like how ogres would work because when our cells divide or like our sex cells there's this like step called crossing over um and so like the chromosomes um like transfer genes across each other basically because you have chromosomal pairs and then they split and each like sperm or egg only has one of those like pairs the sex, right? right yes so um, because of how that transfer happens, genes that are located close to each other physically on a chromosome um, are have like a very, very high transfer rate with each other. It's why white lions are often like cross-eyed, for example, because the genes that cause both of those traits are located so close to each other that if you get one, you essentially are almost guaranteed to get the other. So if you implanted that gene in a location that was next to having powers... of the time you would translate the death of shame. If if you didn't get the power gene, you would 99% of the time not get the death of shame. And it does leave some wiggle room for the people who are not affected by it. Holy Uh, shit. That was insane. (laughs) Uh, um, In the words of Channing Tatum and 21 Jump Street, science, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Um, But yeah, so they... I, I guess we we are already addressing the the psychic powers a lot, um, and this is where the show lost me a bit because it is hard to do these psychic powers like we've described them. They can literally just take whatever if they think of something, they can obliterate it, right? Like that that's or that that happens a few times during the show, uh, especially the the rat people, the the people that are rats that are or former humans that don't have the psychic power, I guess. Is that how the, I, I, I'm not sure. They're, dis- they're descendant that. of the, um, humans of, hu- of, of like prehistoric humans, humans, prehistoric humans that did not, or the prehistoric in this sense. Yeah. The humans that did not develop the psychic powers yes. are now cross geneticized the rats or whatever, to be subservient to the people that have these psychic powers. It's pretty wild. Um, but for me, the psychic powers are, they're hard to do because they're inherently unfair or they are inherently impossible to balance right if we're talking like in a game that they're they're overpowered right they're op and they're so hard to do right in a show because of how op they are and even in this show they are 
they can literally just disintegrate whatever they want. They right, they they are never power checked. They seem to have infinite power. They can charge, you know, they can create electricity if they wanted to, right? To to power lamps or to power the um the little cat thing battery, whatever the fuck that was. Uh oh yeah, the uh, false Minishira. Yeah, again, I there's so much in this show that I I just can't. It's hard to hard for me to remember everything perfectly. But yeah, the that and and it's not a problem that this show only has though. There are plenty of other shows that have struck, and, and that's why I say it's hard to do psychic powers correctly because they are inherently so hard to balance and make not overpowered that it it affects the rest of the plot. So for me, it's just like you know when they have when they were having these big conflicts, how why can't they just psychic power their way out of it, or why they when do. they were. Well, like, well, they do sometimes, well, but they don't do it immediately. It takes. I think they slap, they establish a lot of the rules. Like for example, you need direct eye contact first of all to affect whatever it is that you are using. Not, uh, well, do they? Does the guy have direct eye contact when he, uh, you know, throws the or throws the arrows and hits these specific people back with the, uh, with the arrows or with the trees that are on fire? Like he doesn't have direct eye contact. Like he has to actually like away. be able to see the object. It's like... He has to see the arrows, right? Like he just volleys the arrows back. But uh, but he doesn't. But well, then with the trees, the trees that are on fire, he kind of just pinpoint accurately snipes these people in the trees. Like that's it. Again, that that's what I'm saying though. It's like it's hard to to make these rules work when they are. Uh, psychic powers because psychic powers are stupid they're they're overpowered imagine if a real person had the power of telekinesis or that's what it's called right when you can lift things and levitate yeah. things yeah that, that yeah. that's imagine if a real person had that there's no stopping that person it, it, it is almost yeah i mean that's a major that power theme yeah, well, of the that's, show. yeah that's a major theme of the show is that when these powers came to be like they had the to, entire world yeah. just, collapsed. <laughs> just collapsed they had to because genetically they, they modify just, people to account for the thing you're talking about right but like, there's literally they... no limit to what they can so do how do you for... come back from that collapse though like how do you even get to this well point? that's what they did with the show to implement those things like the shame of death where like you can't hurt another person otherwise you die there was and they no also have option. so we know that like there was an emperor who like was leading like of the Rose dynasty or whatever, right. Who was in charge of like an empire that believed in like the superiority or whatever of these people with like psychic powers. And we know that he was eventually assassinated. Um, and that like from the ashes of that empire, different like colonies and stuff were born. And this is just like one of those. And over, you know, that millennium, they've implemented these different rules over time to deal with the various threats that there are. Um, so, I don't know. I guess, like, that's the... Like, a lot of it is, like, they are intentionally not living to their full potential to avoid societal collapse. Right. Yeah. Yes. They, they're they they're almost... It's like taking, like, the, the very smartest and then also the very stupidest people and just getting rid of them completely uh, to, to make sure all of society... I feel like I read a book like that in high school where it's just, like, the, the, the smartest <laughs> and the uh, stupidest people were gotten rid of because... Yeah, you know, if you took it, uh, the, the government had you take a test, and then if you passed the test with flying colors, you were culled because you were too smart and, too, and could potentially overthrow the government. But if you were too stupid, you weren't of use to the government, so they got rid of you too. So I don't. know, I feel like that. Was it a, sounds like every young adult book, <laughs> right? Well, yeah. every young adult book, but like, yeah, I feel like I read that in high school somewhere. But either way, uh, it was like a short story. But again, whatever. Um, I, I I just. I get bothered by it. That I guess is that was my frustration with it because the and the the 
the the death by shame wasn't perfect in my eyes as a solution to the power to the to the existence of these powers i i didn't find that it so what would you say was made worse by the existence of the powers um to me i think that it just makes it hard to tell a so a story about society when you have these powers that make a an actual functioning society so inherently unlikely or impossible to to exist i think that's that I would probably have to think more about that question because that that's a hard way to uh, I, I didn't even think about that at all. But I, I feel like that over that the span of like a thousand years, like the story is told, I think it's very feasible, like what they did in terms of like how they controlled their powers and stuff. I guess it wasn't it wasn't an issue for me at all. Fair enough. Uh, well, again, I, I guess that's why that's where the show lost me, and it's a very important part of the show to not get lost by. I guess you know, like. Um, I don't know. Um, like the other, the other problem is uh, I had it was another one of the issues that uh, was addressed in that video you mentioned earlier was why they why they weren't very well prepared for ogres in the first place. Like you know why were they if they had dealt with ogres in the past and had or they called them ogres in the dub I think <laughs> right oh in the um, sub they do it too and they yeah. sub they do it too yeah they're called like, ogres. Okay, because I thought it was only in the dub and they called them monsters. Or uh, but like, uh, if you are, if you know that ogres exist and know that there are even like the ones that can be smart enough to blend in and not be, um, not stand out in let's say in their schooling, right, in their actions, like with the, the game where they they were uh, playing the game not necessarily to win but to see if anyone would cheat and then yeah, call that person. If they were if they were smart enough to bypass that, or an ogre knew what they what the expectations were why didn't they just have why didn't like every person carry around that the i think it was they literally used anthrax right as the as the um, kill them too it would kill yeah no but like they had the capsules ready right they had the that that's what they went searching for in tokyo why didn't right. why didn't they have more of those because that those, was an ancient because it was made, technology it was made pre-war yeah it was made before the world collapsed so like they said in the show only only Saki's parents knew about it, or it was like a yeah, very like... few amount of people knew about it. So they didn't know, like, how, first of all, they didn't know how to produce it. And secondly, like, would you really want to risk carrying something around where if you accidentally trip, it kills everyone around you painfully? Yeah, it seems terrible. It's, it's like, uh, if you needed it to be ready to, well, then but, how but, else were they getting rid of the ogres in the so, first but, place? Also, so, okay. Using, okay, so wait, can I explain this? Yeah, one? go ahead, Johnny. So that's what the monster rats were for. They had. So, like, they explained it in the show, because they introduced the shame of death, that means that they couldn't kill the people without powers either, right? So their right. solution to that was to just turn them all into rats, therefore the rule wouldn't affect them and you could still kill them. But then also that part comes in where they kind of need the monster rats, because if there's an ogre that appears, they can't do anything about it. Like, they can't directly kill other people, which is why they have, have the cats and the, and, like, the monster rats. So that's what they do. Handle the ogres, but yeah. So well, they wouldn't be able to handle them if they already existed. They would just kill them before they came to be. Yeah, but like again, I guess that's my point though. Is that how could they have not foreseen that an ogre would eventually come well, to that, be? That well, actually never happens. Though, yeah. Right. So like, um, like they're they three like two hundred years in the past, right? Um, there was the only ogre that's appeared in this society, right? So it's this mm -hmm. one guy. And he lays waste to, like, everyone until that doctor is able to kill him, 
then the society goes, holy shit, we have to change how we do things because we let this happen. So that's when they start culling all the children. Um, so they start very proactively killing all the kids. They develop the impure cats. They take tons of precautions against the existence of ogres. Um, they change the entire way their society works because of the existence of ogres, just because it didn't work perfectly or super well, um, be, you know, for a few reasons. Like, one, it coincided with the invasion of, like, the Monster Rat Rebellion and some other things, like, you know, that probably had, like, a large effect on it. Um, like, all the, you know, energy and resources couldn't be devoted towards that. Um, and then also, I think it is important to note that uh, the child wasn't an ogre, right? Like, it was just a person who didn't associate themselves with humans, and so the shame of death didn't work. Um, like, it was still implemented in them. So, yeah. like, their planning was good. It was another unforeseeable circumstance that tripped them up. Yeah, I guess I thought that they had had these uh had had dealt with ogres in the past i guess i didn't realize that that was like the the true first one or the only one that they've ever it might not be you see you see two one, you see but... two in the first episode where like he destroys like tokyo in modern day and then the second was when the doctor has to kill him like those yeah. are the only two instances of ogres we see yeah. and then so there's, there's know... the story that they tell yeah, yeah. To, like scare so the, know... the children at least in the last 300 years, there has been one. So it's not exactly something that they're is concerned about common? happening I frequently. Was, I thought it was more common. Yeah, it, it is not a very common thing. I think that mm -hmm. the karmic demon thing is more common. Yes, yes. Yeah, they, they do say that that happened like at least more times because they say that like one happened recently, like apart from the... Apart yeah, from they the show that farmer girl. Yeah, where, where like she ends up killing her parents because of her power leaking type of thing. Interesting. Okay, so that's that clarifies it a little bit for me. I I, I guess I I'm still not fully sold on it, but I I think that it, at least it establishes like some of the logic behind why they weren't ready for it or why they weren't as prepared for it as they as I thought that they should have been. Um, yeah, so like, what do you think they could have done, like? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I don't know what they could have done. They can't just kill the were, ogre. They were systematically already killing children as soon as they showed any signs that they were going to like basically not fit in. Uh, again, I thought again, I thought that they had the anthrax. At I thought that that was that. I thought that the anthrax was there as a response for the for the existence of the ogre. It wasn't that. It was just this one-time thing way back. So they describe it in the show, right? So the American government invented the weapon while there was a war between psychics and, I don't know, unremarkables or whatever we would be, mm. muggles. So like while there was <laughs> a war between psychics and muggles, um, the U.S. government like made this like biological weapon in order to try to like deal with them. But it was like a little too little too late. And like because of that, there was like a limited quantity of it. Um, and they must have had some in Japan in order to, like, maybe try to produce it before society completely collapsed or whatever. But, like, mm. they just never, like, I'm pretty sure that is it on the continent or the island or whatever. It, right. Like, yeah. yeah. So I guess I understand that better now. I thought it was something that they did in their post-society that 
Oh, or or no. that they had in their post society as a response to ogres. Uh, if you were um, right, if that was true, well, you would be completely would it, correct. That would why be, would really it be in Tokyo, though? Like, why yeah. would they leave it in a random room in Tokyo, though, if they made it? Um, well, only like, did like only Saki's mom know it because she was the librarian and she had like yeah, access, exactly. She had like it was access forbidden to those information. Texts. Yeah, she was like they the only one that had access to those texts. So that's why she. That's why Saki was able to locate the anthrax because her mom was the librarian. Right. Um, uh, again, I, I must have very much so mis- misinterpreted or missed. And that's why we're talking about it. It's great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why um, you don't watch 20 episodes in one day? Uh, or you can and still get the. <laughs> hey, as long as you finish it, that's fine. <laughs> and you get still the get the gist. Of the like it... Well, you know, you, you know. <laughs> Let's I be watched, nice to Pat. We all I've have made mistakes before. <laughs> I've watched yeah. all of Gur and Lagan in one night and I understood what the hell was going on and never. I didn't miss anything. And well, I did miss things, but not things that changed See, like, the story. So that's where I, I guess it's lost. But that's beside the point. That's not something yeah. to talk about right anyway. now. Um, I guess so. So we can. I, 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 I one thing I did like in the, and it seemed to be a theme of this story, uh, that relates to this. You know, the the idea of these ogres, right? These people that are just so bad that they make society collapse. It's that humans suck awful awfully in this world like in in the world that they are established in like humans are the worst and i like that because it's real life it's real humans suck we suck we are a terrible species right you know we are we are a great species we do great things sometimes but we also do a lot of terrible things we do a lot of fucked up things we don't well we hide from our mistakes we don't address them very well very often and I think that that's something that is addressed in the themes of the show really, really well. I don't know if you guys agree. No, I do. I think it really shows, like, like our hubris as a species, too, is something that I think is touched on, like, super hard and super quick. And um, I was talking to Pete about this before, uh, you know, similar to what you're saying. I liked how this show was just, like, kind of a downer from start to finish. Um, it it was never happy. It didn't really nope. have that happy of an ending. Ka- um, yeah, kind of happy at the end, but like not really. They like they solve like the problem, but like their society is still like Yeah, like hundreds of people still die. Kind of um and you know, they have to like like a couple of people get some like bittersweet endings. Um but like overall, like like they didn't fix society, right? They like are working to try to improve it, but like they're still participating in this like overarching well, like system or whatever. I um, I can argue there's almost no correct thing for them to do because like yeah. either like you stop these practices and then what happens? Another ogre appears and then you just have <laughs> more people to die, or you yeah. keep the system and then more like little kids just die for no reason. Yeah, it's I, like I, there's I, no right answer to this problem yeah. they have. Yeah, I, I do think that, like, that that was just sort of something, I don't know, I, I really liked just how, it, like, every turn, every break, um, shitty things happened to our main characters, just consistently. Um, and sometimes for no fault of their own, the thing that I was, like, most interested by was this random throwaway character they used to replace Shun um, later on. So good. So, so yeah, good. So, like... Shun is one of the main characters for the first, like, two time frames. And he um, is this thing called a karmic demon, which means he can't control his power usage. It sort of, like, leaks around him and affects 
the world causes mutations and just overall destruction. Um, which is another cool thing because it explains the existence of karmic demons explains like all the new fauna and all of the new creatures and stuff that have popped up over the course of this like 1000 years and stuff. Cause at the beginning they were talking about all of like the rapid um, evolution that happened around the same time that powers came out. And so like karmic demons existence and this like mutation, how they cause mutation just like in everything around them gives a really cool explanation um, for how that happened and why these psychic powers have spurred evolution just by existing and like some of them leaking. Um, so he goes away, he gets um, brought into room 101 and uh, <laughs> killed. And um, so he, they, the, the town council and like the ethics committee, the education committee, like, try to erase and modify people's memories to avoid traumatic things such as losing friends or like learning about what society is like and stuff like that. And so what they do is they take some random dude um, from group two um, in school uh, and make everyone think he was shunned the entire time. And so people have like these memories with him, but no, none of them are like very good. And so like two of our main characters like were romantically involved with him. They both like had crushes on him. One of them dated him for a while. And, you know, the guy who dated him was like, you know, I, I for sure was in love with this guy and for God, I cannot remember why, like why. Um, and um, same, same with our main character. She's like, like, I feel like I'm supposed to like you and be really excited that you're like trying to date me now, but like, I'm not. And I can't get it. And just like the concept of like hijacking this guy's life in order to like maintain um, order, like added another layer to like memory manipulation to me. It wasn't just erasing memories. It was like implanting memories into other people. And um, I, I don't know. I thought that was really cool. Um, I think that's I, really, I think that's really good because it's, it's sort of sets up your interpretation on how like the console is. And you like your point of view because I thought they did a really good job as they like learn more and more about society that you view the people who are like running the the city as like these evil people and they're just manipulating everybody. That way everything is peachy, everything's perfect. And then as it goes on, you learn more about the ogres, and then you think to yourself, like, are what they actually doing is correct? Like, are you willing to like sacrifice one in order to save a hundred type of thing? And then you have like this moral dilemma. It's like, you know what? These people are actually doing the right thing. And then you learn down the road, actually just kidding. They're all awful <laughs> people. They're all tyrants. They are just like doing these awful things to people that are like legit humans. And just everything that they do is just such a, it's just a mind fuck essentially. And I thought that was like, that was my favorite part of the show was just like the whole like politics the the mind games that like these select council people were playing with each other and how that just progressed the story yeah i liked uh i think a, a good comparison to be made that if you're not fully understanding what we're saying is uh to the spiral king from uh gurren lagad you know you're you're brought up in the first few episodes to think of this guy as this evil oppressive person who's literally culling humanity right he's making sure that we don't progress to a certain uh population point you know by by forcing humans to live underground and 
and, and and oppressing them. But then as the story goes on, you find out and you think that he's the main antagonist of the story, right? You're brought up to hate him. And then as the story goes on, it's revealed that he had a had a reason for doing so. I think that that's the uh, trigger likes that, huh? Yeah, they do. Uh, <laughs> also, yeah. this is super random. But there's a, if you know the lead singer of Limp Bizkit, Fred Durst, is in a movie called Population 436. And it's something very similar where the population of a certain city has to stay 436. Otherwise, people start dying and, like, the devil comes and essentially this town is heaven. And you're like, what? Why do people think that? It turns out it is heaven. So it's just, like, a really crazy movie. And that's, like, the whole time I was thinking, I was like, this is, like, Population 436. Like, these people are controlling everybody because this is essentially, like, their heaven on earth. I'm going to put it that way because their lives are so much better than everything else that's going on in that world. Yeah. it, it It's, uh, I think there are a lot of comparisons to be made. Partly because this isn't, like, a fully original idea right that there's a society that is established and that anybody who goes outside the the realm of society is cold or is taken care of right like that's a very um or or this authoritarian there's an authoritarian presence that is ruling things and then anybody who tries to go against them ends up being uh being put down i think that that's a very common theme especially from books uh well like we said young adult books it's a very common theme most dystopian right like dystopian societies right it's that it's the same theme i think the difference is for this one is that like the people like at least the kids anyways don't find out about it until later because like for most other stories they know that like if you do something wrong that you're going to be like you're gonna Mm -hmm. die or whatever for this one only for this one only group one finds out because of like Using their uh, brains and finding the thingamajig. Yeah, well, no, the, like the, no, they, computer. No, no, no uh, I remember there was a scene when the FX committee they put in. They said Group One was a part of was part of an experiment where they yes. were given more free will than the other groups. So they're the only people in the society that actually like know about this. All the other people are like completely oblivious and have no idea what's going on. Yeah, what I thought was neat about that too was that. That goes terribly for most of the members of Group One. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, it, well, like, I mean, like, it, it like actively kills four of the six. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, to, it, be, to be yeah. fair, I think Shun would have died anyways. But yeah, Shun had a disease, right? Like a genetic disease, so he probably would have died regardless. No, um, I don't think it was because of genetics. It's just, it's just the fact that he was too good, so like his power took over him. Well, it's a disease, right? The inability to control your powers is... Uh, I forget what disease they call it, but when they're talking to the false Minishiro, both the ogre syndrome and the karmic demon thing, which have been, like, turned into this folklore so it could be made into, like, a fable for children, um, are actually disorders of some sort. Um, right, things that they can't control, which is why the idea that they can try to control them through schooling and education seems weird to me i guess the whole see, point see, of schooling like, education is to find them though not to not to control them uh, see, the thing that i'm confused about like is it a mental condition or is it like a disease that just comes out like, so i, I think know. that, that it's a genetic it, it, disorder yeah so like but like it's important to know pat that like a lot of these things is like environmental stressors like express disease things including genetic ones like you can have genetic diseases and just never ever That's know true because of like different environmental stressors. So when they're telling the story about the original ogre, right? They talk about how he had like a really hard life at home and that was like ignored and he he was having all these issues that like weren't dealt with and stuff. And like 
for things that are similar to that in like real life, like you can, like there are things that you can do to tell someone's going to be a serial killer, right? Like you can look right. at someone's genes and be like, they have like a higher probability of like being like this or like a psychopath or anything like that. It doesn't always come true. Right. So like, right. you know, if you, if you grow up in a good environment or an environment that, you know, in this case, like really like tries to, uh, you know, attack these values or like attach these values to kids, then, um, you know, you can curb some of that. Um, and when you can't, you know, they do it. So it's not that like, like their, their learning and stuff, I would say definitely has an effect, at least on the appearance of ogres, as far as, um, karmic demons go, I don't think so, but I think that's what all of the, like, the power training was for, because we see Shun have to, like, use his powers constantly in order to focus them to prevent, like, danger from happening around him, like, when he takes the balls out and, like, plays with those and everything, um, when he's right. talking to Saki, when he's basically like, bye forever. Take out of context. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> In Amaga, the scene was drawn very differently, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, the manga, they only focus on the lesbian relationship. Um, it's yeah. They really focus on it. Um, and so, um, like, I, like, that's, that was like, because they never explained why people who suck at powers, but still have powers, get offed. And my thought was that, like, potentially their inability to control their power perfectly was like a sign that they could be like a risk for this or something like that. Um, and cause we know that her sister who uh, was off before she was born or no, whose memory she was forced to forget. She had a sister who like left a goodbye note etched into a mirror and it was like written poorly. Um, and, you know, like maybe she didn't have the best usage of her powers or whatever. So, you know, those are the kind of things we we see that sort of like adds to piecing all of these things together and like figuring out why they do various things, um, which I I don't know I enjoyed. Um, you, there's a lot of like not like assumptions, but like what what's an educated assumption? I don't know. Like there's like like there's a lot of things you can like that get added, and then once you learn different things, if you go back and like think about it, it's like oh this is probably this scenario applied here before we knew what this mm. was um which I, I i really liked um so yeah i think that's fair um if we want to move on a little bit we can talk about some of the the more anime aspects if you will where it's like uh animation sound design or music in, in the in the show that that kind of thing yeah i thought the the music um it, it was sensational it was really it, good yeah, the the use Earth of Dota the didn't actual, have an OP. Well, yeah, uh, OPs are only part of it. I that's why that's the thing. So for me, like there's soundtrack, and then there's like the OPs and EDs. I think that I usually separate those two things because you don't separate the ED from the soundtrack. I is what you say. He separates the ED, said, the soundtrack, I, and the OP into like three. Different oh, okay, things. I see. It, yeah, no, yeah, 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 I, 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 I see. I, I see. Even then, I put OP and ED kind of together because it's like they're, they're two separate to be, things. Yeah, two separate things. Well, like there's a soundtrack, the actual sound that's going on during the show, and then there's the 
outside of the show what's happening, which of course sometimes the ED plays over the show and it has a meeting. Sometimes the OP plays over the show. But that that that's beside the point. In this show, yeah, like you said, they didn't have an OP. Uh it the music in it was sensational, especially the use of the actual song or the overture that uh that is the from the new world overture. Uh that was really cool that they used that at one point during the show. And and I didn't love every song that was used throughout, but I think that in general, like especially the the more um uh soothing tracks or the the under the the less like action packed songs like the the very smooth songs were very very well done and uh in general amplified the show i, I don't know would, would you guys mostly agree with that yeah um i would compare it to like violet evergarden or like made in abyss with the soundtrack where the, it really added like the scene was better because the music was so good that's just my opinion I agree. I agree. And then also the absence of sound sometimes was like really good. Like they did a really like and we'll get into it. I think almost everything was good except for the animation, which was like a four for some reason. Like yeah. <laughs> was, I, well, the I, animation I, was awful. Yeah. Like, it, it was actually awful. See, that's what's weird to me, because like there were moments in the animation where it peaked like really high. There was, like, yeah, absolutely. There were some really, really good scenes. Cause like, you know, when you think of bad animation, we're gonna go back to another watch club show that we talked about in the past, roasted many times in the past, Handshakers, right? Handshakers was like consistently bad throughout animation. Or it was consistently the same, right? Where it was like this ugly mess of 3D being mixed with hand-drawn a little bit i think i don't even remember anymore but that's the way i remember remembering it you're right um, yeah okay good i am glad i'm not uh that scatterbrained um but in this show there were like moments like with the sunsets or um sometimes with the psychic powers that it was very very well animated and shown and that it was mainly the background art now that i think about it the setting was really really well drawn but then the, the characters themselves their character designs weren't that interesting to me uh they uh really their, face, their faces were really oh i loved weird. the character design i, I thought them. it was great i, I loved how like understated it was i loved the color palettes um i loved like all of the traditional like garb and stuff. um there was, like three colors Miles, i think like... i think it's like because they, they look very similar to Devil i think the aesthetic maybe. of the show is kind of dull but i also agree with miles i thought like the character design their wardrobe that they used was like really good I think their wardrobes were cool, but they were like so not. It, it was weird. They didn't feel like they had like a theme to them because like there was at first, really, yeah, because at the beginning they had like traditional looking garb, right, that fit with the the setting, so to speak, of like ancient or not ancient, but um, historic, yeah, yeah, historic Japan. But then the the outfits would just change. They they had no like consistent theme throughout the episodes. Like they would literally just constantly be changing clothes which is cool because you know normally half the time in, a, in, a, in anime people are wearing the exact same shirt the exact same shoes that they were wearing five episodes prior four months ago you know or something like that but um in this case i didn't understand it because like usually outfits are used to uh project a narrative or to project that's really interesting you say that because like there's especially you just said shoes there's like specific sh- like uh parts where like when maki is young like she wears like boots and as she gets older, she wears, like, more comfortable shoes. And then when you see her in, like, her yukata, I think it's called like that, you see, like, the traditional Japanese sandals. Right. And I really liked how everything, like, was, like, that aesthetic of everything was, like, matching with, like, historic Japan. Um, the minimalistic, I guess, style because of, like, they don't really have, like, textile shops, really. 
And I, I thought everything was really good. And the characters themselves, like the difference between like Maria and Saki and like Satoru, I thought they were all like really well done. That's interesting because I, I found other than Saki, I didn't really like many of the characters. Even like show. the council members, because I thought the council members were like really oh, diverse. They had really cool, like the, the mask and the guy with the drums and stuff. That yeah. was like so oh, cool. Well, no, so the character designs were cool. I, I thought you meant like the characters themselves. Like, uh, sorry. So like the character designs, again, in general were, were they were cool but they were just some of them just felt random or they didn't feel like they fit in with, uh, with the way that the sh- uh the show is being done i guess that's where I i'm going to extremely disagree with that take fair enough yeah. that's that's fine um, and i don't know i really i i love it when they this is gonna sound weird but when there's like no shading on animation right like when you have like no cell shading uh, or anything like yeah. that like that aesthetic is like a bajillion out of ten um right. and so yeah, Johnny. I would uh, definitely. I would have to disagree with you, unfortunately. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to say it. This show, if you just take like the best frame from this show and the best frame from Violet Evergarden, yeah, this show's right. better. Okay. No, no, no. Okay. No. <laughs> oh, okay so now, overall, <laughs> Violet Evergarden is clearly better because oh, the frames go God. into each other and there's no I... skipping. Um, <laughs> but. I, I, I... Miles, you you just you just started a civil war. I we will fight. And the words I of Haz, you are spitting so like, right so like, now. I, I can yeah. see you liking that though, because that's the same art style for Devil Man Cry, baby. Yeah, like I, I have program. a I, I have a trope. I am a consistent man. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It's just it just seems lazy to me. It feels like you didn't put effort in, which like I know it's not true, but it's just what it looks like to me. It's funny like putting in a bit of shading isn't that hard to do. I know exactly. So it's not that lazy to not. It's a clear stylistic decision. Yeah, I, it, it just feels lazy. I don't Got him. <laughs> you could have done it, but you chose not to. But I, do you think it would look better? Because I don't. I just. Yeah, I also I don't think, think, it think it would look, look better. It would. it would make the scene like one thing I have an issue with the show was like the light is like the lighting because the backgrounds were often like. Like the main, like the characters and the backgrounds often like stood out a lot. Like normally, like in shows, the characters like they kind themselves, of, yeah, they, they yeah, like they don't out. blend into the environment. It looks very like, like what should I say, like out of place. Well, it looks like they were taken from the background and then smacked onto the background. Right? Yeah, like that, it feels like they don't fit in the same world. Yeah, that's uh, interesting. Well, I think it like helps with the fact that it like it's like a, supposed to be like an older time frame and stuff. Like I think the the... Well, it's a new timeline. Well, yeah, time but frame? okay, like you know what I mean. Star Wars takes place in the future too, like um, or in the past or whatever. You know, like it doesn't like it's supposed to be like a more primitive society, mm-hmm. um, like technologically. And I think like when you have that like 1800s Japan vibe, having this sort of like flat coloration, like really, really accentuates that. That's that's fair. I but I I'm definitely gonna still side with Johnny on this one because I think a good example. We all watched SpongeBob growing up, right? You know, especially with the old episodes of SpongeBob. You remember when you could see, you know, you could tell when a piece of coral was gonna be moved or if a door was gonna be opened, right? Because it was like, a, you know, slightly different shaded than. Uh, the rest of the scene. I don't know. Maybe I was the only one who noticed. You were paying way more attention to SpongeBob, to SpongeBob than I was than when I, did. I was well, a kid. I'm ADD, so I pay <laughs> Again, I still love it, and I loved it. It was fine. It wasn't something that bothered me that much, but it was always just like I'd be like, "Oh, that rock's gonna move," or "That oh, they're gonna fall on top of this." That's, I like have that. to go back and watch some SpongeBob. Yeah. That's really neat. Yeah, I, we can do that after. Actually, if you remind me, I can show you. Yo, nominate SpongeBob next week. It's yeah, an anime. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> it is an anime. Uh, my favorite anime. Yeah. Um, 
but no, like you could see those things. And that's the way I felt about this show where it's just like a bit. And the reason why though, is because there was the background or the shot the set for the rest of the, the shot for the rest of that shot was stagnant, right? Nothing else in that shot was moving other than that specific thing. So like that was, that's why it had more detail drawn to it or that's why it stood out because it was essentially put on to that background, right? Like that's why it, it looked that way, I guess. And that's how I felt about this show where the characters would look almost like they were pasted onto the background after the fact, which of course is how it usually looks or that that's how it's actually done in every anime, but most anime don't, make it stand out that badly i guess that's where i it, it lost me the most um but yeah uh i think uh, we've talked enough about like the art and the the production right so like the production wasn't perfect but it, again there were times where it was really good which is why i think the times where it's really bad stand out so much um yeah i i agree with that there are like jarring like it looks like you're playing a game on like 20 frames per second or something uh-huh. um moments like during the action scenes and so, like the show, when it was like calm and like s- serene, things were happening or like emotional things were happening, had like really good frames, really good shot composition. Um, the animation wasn't very complicated, so, um, so like, uh, yes, so like, um, the that's when it like shined because like the individual frames in some of these moments were like really, really good. But when the frames were all pieced together, um, I think it, it like hitched and lost a lot of thing. And then also like with their psychic powers, like action scenes where they were just like standing there, exploding things was like a little anticlimactic, like, because there was, there's no dynamic to the, but it's not even, but it's not that there's no tension. It's that, there's no like dynamic requirement to their powers, right? You don't need to like, you know what I mean? If they were doing like hand signals or something or like, you know, kamehamehaing people or whatever. And there was like any sort of movement to like indicate that psychic powers were being used and like where you were directing them as opposed to people just like turning around, like completely static and just exploding things. I think it would have done a lot for making the action in the because like the only well, thing that they, they use that for is they only like use that for like the one. mirrors right like because they he like does it with his hands when he was like describing the mirrors and that's like the only time i saw them like use like a hand movement or something in terms of their power but yeah like what miles was saying they just like look at you and you go boom yeah, yeah. there's no there's no tension uh, or tension about what's well i guess there's again maybe no, no tension is the wrong word but yeah they, they just it just happens because again, yes. that's why psychic powers are dumb and stupid to tell a story through because they're just overpowered. Watch no, no, but it's not. It's the issue isn't that they're overpowered. It's that they like are. They were not imagined in a way that was dynamic and entertaining as far as watching someone use them. I, like, I guess, but like if you put if you had to point to someone, then you could say, uh, then you could say that that's a less powerful psychic person than someone who just just gets to think it right or whatever yeah like, we have to where... look at them but yeah like i mean that's but also like you know like even if you have to like point at them like at least you You're have to point something. at them like you right. have to do something you know like um you know and there are, there are scenes where they're like having to do things um like without their psychic powers or whatever um that go okay because they can get taken away occasionally um but 
And we do see that, that you get fatigued if you use them too much. It's just as like a small side note. Like Saltaru, uh, because he's the only one who can use his powers when they're first dealing with uh, the rat people, um, starts getting really, really, really tired from his constant usage of all the powers. Mm. Um, uh, so. So, so one more thing that I think the show gets a lot of flack for, and it's... Uh, Something that I didn't have a problem with, but uh, I guess I could see why people do. Um, I, I can't, but like I can see why it exists as a criticism. I should—that's how I should phrase that. I have no idea how people see this as a criticism, but it is one. It's the Yuri and the Yaoi stuff in it, right? Like that's I, so. Again, let me make sure I'm very clear on my stance on that. That that I am pointing out that the show is usually criticized for the existence of for one the boys love or the the girls love the very the the idea that humanity could evolve to a point where you don't love someone because of what gender you are or your genders in general you love them because of your emotional connections to them and i really liked that in this show i think that that was a really cool uh cool way to address sexuality and gender and things like that in a society especially a society of psychics or people who are just an evolved state of mind if you will um but a lot of people dropped the show because of the you know the 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 kiss between the two boys uh, very early on in the show right like and that i don't understand that criticism um, well, that's pretty homophobic like i'll just go out well, and that, say that, it like well, that's that, that's the point <laughs> like that's yeah or, or um, they just don't want to see that which i guess you know what if you don't want to see it then that's fine it's but at the same it's time 10 seconds the of the show right you know what i mean like i don't i'm not yeah. like excited about dudes making out or anything but like it's literally 10 seconds of the show right it'll it'll be okay um <laughs> Yeah, again, that so that that was my point, but I think you do you you can't talk about the show without at least acknowledging the the existence of the reason why it, it why so many people are so excited to hate on it. You know, yeah. I think that that's that's part of it too. I, f- um, I feel like a better criticism of that would be like the reason that the Yaoi and Yuri stuff exists in this is because the society is like a little bit post romantic. Um, mm-hmm. It's not like completely post romantic. Like people definitely have feelings for each other. Um, but they do describe how, like, they use sex as a, like, de-stressing device, and they, like, encourage people to have sex with whoever, like, they want. And so it's, it's like, less about that being okay and more about sex just having a different function in society. So I could see someone, you know, and I, I don't necessarily think this is correct, but, like, I could see an argument where someone would say, like, it isn't as progressive as it's making itself out to be because of these caveats. Right. Um, but I think that ultimately, I mean, you see that, like, they kind of act like the society is going to be, like, pretty, like, polygamous, and then it just never is, and, like, everyone has, like, one person they're trying to bang the entire time. That so, was really interesting to me. Though. Yeah. Because I just assume, like, if everybody was just using it as, like, a de-stressor, it's just, like, I, I don't know, I just felt like in that situation, like, you just bang anybody and everybody, essentially, whatever you feel stressed or whatever, and, but I did like the fact that they, like, emphasized it when they were, like, going through, like, that puberty age, at least that's what I thought, because, like, that's when you are, like, just super horny all the time for no reason. Like, you're in math class and you get a stiffy, it's just like, you Gotta what? bring the book up with you to do the math problem. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I really like, I really like that emphasis of, like, that was really, like, the pinnacle of showing that phase, I guess, at that specific age. This is like one of those like little things that I really liked about the show. 
that sounds like the start to a bad uh a bad hentai uh or that's the manga if you want to read it again that's the point though is <laughs> that's the manga the manga takes that and says yeah let's let's throw that in there and they're not but there is a scene where saki and maria are banging each other like while they are discussing something as like a group of uh four or five it's so weird so it's like all are of they just them like, are they just like right next to the wall they're, yeah, they're all just like talking to each other and as they're talking to each other maria and saki are like going at it and then like talking like really dirty to each other and stuff and it's like really weird and graphic and like everyone else is Mamaru like hey there? can we like yeah mamaru is like the oh, biggest poor yeah. guy. <laughs> and he's like ntr 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 he, he, he gets the last laugh Did you read the um, manga yeah he does get the uh, and then he dies they get murdered um so yeah so like he you know like they're all like oh like how do we escape from like this cave with the monster rats we're in and then it's like, oh, Shun, do you have any idea? And he's like, I don't know. How about you, Maria? And then, like, meanwhile, she's just, like, sucking on Saki's boobs or whatever. And it's just like, one second. And it's like, this is so unnecessary. It is completely unnecessary. It is crazy. Um, it's And weird. the issue is that, like, it's, like, it, it's so weird because it doesn't even fit the tone of it. Like, the rest of it is, like, serious. It's like, they're almost doomed. And there's just this weird, really horny sex scene happening in the middle of it. It's, well, it's not in the anime, right? It's not no, in the anime, no. Not at all. No, yeah, the anime I'm gonna, I'm gonna is... need that chapter, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, we'll put it. a link we in post... the description. We already posted it, or scenes from it, right? Yeah, I think we did a few days ago, because I remember seeing it. Oh, Pete did it. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. there we go. Um, oh, that's, oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, chapter four. <laughs> just outed yourself. Yeah, just outed yourself. <laughs> uh, but yeah, all right. Um, if that's, I think that we got a good general idea of what we talked about uh do we want to move on to best boy and best girl uh i feel like the show has enough uh potential for that even if you didn't like the art or didn't like things about it um miles why don't you start us off yeah sure um okay so i'm going to go with uh tomiko asahina for best girl um she is the head of the ethics committee she is 267 years old um and she is a boss. I really liked her. Um, she gave me like really good, scary, like uh, head bitch in charge vibes where yeah. she seemed like very kind and compassionate. But like also like the entire time she was speaking, you were like very aware that if she wanted you to die, you would. Um, and I thought that was cool. Um, I also like how they made her functionally immortal. Um telomeres are at the end of our dna and when dna replicates itself because of the way it does there's a little bit that you can't replicate it's like three or six um nucleic acids it's not a lot so over time creatures have evolved these things called telomeres which are just code genetic code that means nothing it's no protein it's just at the end because every time you replicate your cells you lose some of your dna so Eventually, you run out of that, and you start getting a bunch of cancer, and you die. Um, uh, so that's, like, a very large part of why we age as people. Um, she found a way to restore her telomeres, and so she is able to, like, stay at whatever age, essentially. She um, did that ages a lot slower. That is true, and that can actually happen. So lobsters can restore their telomeres and are functionally immortal. Um, they do not stop growing. They will never die of old age. 
Um, there is a side effect of this, though, where if you ha- have the ability to restore your telomeres because you're like adding all of this stuff back on the end of your DNA, you are like very, very, very susceptible to getting cancer. So lobsters either get an eaten, die of cancer, or just like grow too much that their body can't yeah. function anymore. Um, but they don't die of old age um, because they can restore their telomeres. And I love it. And I think it's cool. Um, best boy, I'm going to, you know what? We're just going to just be really all over the place today. I'm going to give it a squeer. Um, he was the, I would guess, say kind of the main antagonist of this. He is the monster rat. You try to overthrow the humans. Um, he was very deceptive and, um, you know, murderous and stuff, but also he believed in democracy and democracy is really good. And he stood by his foundations. And for that, because he, you know, believed in his morals and what his cause, he was sentenced to an eternity of torture. Um, So that sucks for him. But I got to say, I I came around to him at the end there um, after like learning about all of the history and, you know, I think at first I empathized with the people, but like the monster rats were clearly very intelligent beings. And the only difference between them and the humans were um, the ability to fly and blow things up with their mind, um, <laughs> which admittedly is a very large difference. But as far as like ethical rights go, it's not a very large one. Uh, so uh, just, I, just uh, that slight difference. Yeah, just minor that. difference. Uh, but shout out to him. Um, that's what I got. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, uh, Johnny, what about you? Best boy and best girl. All right, so my my best girl is probably going to be the same as Miles, as Asahina Tomiko. It's probably, like, I have very similar reasons for liking her, because, like... Have I told you because... a good taste yet today, Johnny? My yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I disagree, but anyways. Uh, so, like, my, my reasons for liking her is that, like, when the ethics committee is brought up, it's like you you think that they're like these super evil people who are like doing this, to like make the kids like hell, like their lives hell. At least that's how I interpret it. Like from the start of the show, we don't know too much about the world and like how about like the ogres and all this. And then like when she's brought up, you see, you kind of see like why they have to do this stuff. Like she comes in, she's very nice and understanding. Like she doesn't like you know yell at Saki for like breaking the rules or anything. She's understanding because technically it's her fault. Since she was the one who did the experiment. So yeah. For me, best boy is actually kind of gonna be the opposite for Miles. I'm gonna go with Kurumaru, the other for like the other rat yeah. colonist. He's cool too. Yeah, he was <laughs> I, I like that like even though he didn't like the humans like deep down, he still went along with them because he knew it was like the better path for like the queen. For like his colony as a whole, because like he he also didn't like the humans at all. He was just doing it so that like he wouldn't I obviously. So it's um, just, yeah. I I like how like he's like I like also like how he sacrificed himself at the end for like the sake of his colony. I thought that was really nice. Yeah, I I like that too. I I think what I really liked about the two different monster rat colonies was that the reason they had they never teamed up against the people was because they themselves had like political differences essentially about like what type of government system they wanted to run in. Because of that, they were, like, not able to, like, team up. Because they had both, at various times, had thoughts about overthrowing um, the gods, as they call them. Um, right. Which is just, like, the people. But, like... The people that, with godlike powers. Yeah, but, yes. but there was, like, different cultures. And so, um, 
like that's why they could they could do it yeah well they call them gods i don't know if you watch the sub or they the did. dub but yeah they okay. so gods, they like yeah. A, like yeah so like i thought that was really neat i think it just like added a lot to the to like the world and the world building or whatever Fair enough. All right, Pete. What about you? Uh, uh, best yep. Yeah, same with Johnny. I'm go. I was actually going between uh, Satoru and Kiramaru, who were my best boy. But I was. I went with Kiramaru. I like that he's just like this low key, like this military genius. He won every fight like decisively. He was just so much better than everybody else. And then he was a really. I really like this character that he is dealt a hand that is not the best, but he's going to play it anyway. So you see him like serving the humans essentially. But at the same time, he's kind of like doing his own thing. He's like, okay, well, I'm going to go to Tokyo and look for tanks. And then if we find tanks, then you know what? Maybe we'll do something. He goes to Tokyo. He loses a third of his men. He's like, you know what? I'm going to go back to serving the humans because you know what? It's better than dying. And I really just like that aspect of it. And then him helping at the end with Saki and Satoru was like really good. Just like the mind game that they play at the end in order to defeat my best girl, Aki, who is uh, Mar- Maria Maria. What's her name? Maria, whatever. Maria? Maria and Mamaru's kid. Because if it wasn't <laughs> if it wasn't for her, there wouldn't be this revolution. There wouldn't be this change in culture. There wouldn't be what society needed to go forward. So she is my best girl for murdering hundreds of hundreds of people. Fair enough. Alright, uh, and I'll I'll keep it short and sweet. Uh, I really like Saki the most. She's my best girl. Uh, I thought her appearance was the most interesting out of all the the women in the show although aki was very cool as well the uh the uh the ogre quote unquote right the uh i thought her the 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 tattoo on her face or or the thing on her face was pretty cool and very well done but uh i enjoyed saki the most as a person as well i think she was uh very uh, i think she was most relatable and i liked her leadership skills and uh and things that uh were shown although i do have to say tomiko was pretty damn cool too the uh the head of the elder council uh she was like not too all-knowing you know where it becomes really annoying but she was also very knowledgeable and it made sense they gave reasonings why she was so knowledgeable and why she was in charge in the first place so i liked that a lot um and then uh best boy uh yeah i like squealer too democracy's cool america fuck yeah yeah Uh, absolutely yeah (laughs) democracy baby and and the rest of the guys in the show you know the human yeah the human human guys were kind of just like they were there they didn't really do much for me i didn't enjoy them that all four of our best boys were monster rats (laughs) yes they were Well, they were humans before they were rat- or descendants of humans, which is also fucked up. Uh, I we didn't really talk about that that much, but it's really fucking dark that they just said, "Ah, yeah, any of the regular humans that survived the apocalypse that were normal humans, yeah, you get to breed with rats now and create a subspecies. Like that's really cool. That's subs- and you're subservient to us now too. Like that's 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 something that happens apparently in post-apocalyptic society. So yeah, cool. Alrighty, I think we're ready to move on to our closing thoughts. So Miles why don't you kick us off what's your closing thoughts and your final score yeah sure so like i really like the show i think it's like really really well put together i think pretty much everything in it is like either foreshadowed or is called back to or you know all of that like all of the stuff that happens has like plausible explanations as far as like within the universe of the world um you know like there aren't psychic powers but like in this world everything (laughs) makes sense or whatever um i think that it tells like a really sort of like grim story about humanity. Um, And I also think that like that grimness is well-earned and it hits some like key 
things that you know people are like um you know uh hubris self-preservation all of these things um right i i, I really liked it um i really like the ed2 fireworks are cool um i am going to give it a nine a nine out of ten all right there you go that makes sense uh yeah the ed was very nice very pleasant uh my dad had to add that to my uh uh, Spotify playlist. If I can find it on Spotify, that is for sure. Uh, Johnny, what have you got? Oh yeah. So my favorite thing about the show is how well they they did the world building. I think it made a lot of sense about everything that they did. Like, I really enjoy like how they brought up like the bat, how like they uh, explain like a part of the history in the first few episodes, and then they explored more into it afterwards, providing more detail and context as to why they did these things. Yeah, that's my favorite part about the show. There, there were some parts I didn't like, obviously, such as the, the animation. I didn't think the music was that good. I didn't really notice it, to be honest. But I thought, I thought the interactions between the characters were nice, and the world building was very. Uh, it's one of my favorite. It's, I think it's probably one of my favorite uh, world building in anime. So I'm gonna be giving this a nine out of ten. Awesome. Nice. Nine out of ten. There you go. All right, Pete. What about you? Yeah, there's a lot of things that I really liked about this show. There was a lot of questions I had, and I think every single one of them got answered. The only question that I really had was how the cats got made. And then at the end of the, like, the last scene before you see them touching her baby or, like, her pregnancy or whatever, you see Satru playing with, like, these genetic cats. So I was like, oh, like, they just genetically made these cats. So, like, literally every question I had in the show was answered. And I love that. I think they did a really good job of putting everything together. I thought it's had a great cast. They did a really good job at making me care about characters that I didn't think I would care about. I'll put it that way. Uh, the only thing that was, like, really lacking was the animation and, like, the severity of, like, the fights, I guess. I'll put it that way if you even call those fights. I mean, you just, like, look at something like Mob Psycho, which is, like, psychics fighting. It's, like, god tier. And then when you see this, it's just, like, whatever. There was like one really good fight scene I thought where the 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 rats essentially attack the colony for the first time and you like to see a show off with um the mask dude his name is Shise. I thought that was like really well done but for the most part it was really lacking in like I guess like the impact I'd put it that way of these like powers. I wish they could have done maybe a little bit more but for the most part I thought it was a I was I was hooked at like episode like 5 or 6. Uh, it took a minute for it to get going, but when it did get going, it was really good. There was times where I said, like, I was going to watch, like, three episodes and then go to bed. And then I ended up watching six because I needed to know what was going on. I thought that added, like, a really nice level of suspense. Uh, the music was fantastic. Um, we disagreed, but, like, the character design and everything about that was, I really enjoyed. Yeah, this show is really good. I don't understand why people, like, give this a two or something like that. This show is really good. I'm giving it a nine. This was a great show. A nine out of ten. There you go. All right. Um, so uh, I guess I was the the main naysayer in the group, or the person who didn't like the show as much. Uh, overall, though, I still liked it. I like Pete said. I don't understand how you can give this show a one or a two. Like, um, so again, I kept referencing that video that uh, Miles brought up, where the guy says it's worse than Sao, which. In my humble opinion, it is, but that's because I like SAO and I'm biased and I'm a homer, whatever you want to say. But that's, uh, but to to say that, the, it, but the thing is, he doesn't like SAO. <laughs> he hates Sword Art Online and yes. thinks this show was appalling. This show was a one out of ten. That's where he lost me. Um, I, 
I don't understand how you could hate the show that much unless you were just bored to death with it, which of course I, I was at points. I didn't find it fully entertaining uh, or, or nearly as investing as everyone else seemed to. Uh, I don't know. Again, maybe I just need to let it simmer longer. Maybe that's part of it. But even then, I don't know. There are other shows that I've binged that have caught my interest and kept my interest that uh, that this one didn't. So uh, I don't know. I've never liked psychic powers. Don't I don't find them appealing or interesting at all. I think they're inherently just dumb and overpowered and unbalanceable and un in and just. There, I will even after your explanations. I think it's cool, like you said, with the tel, uh, not with telomeres, but with the the idea of the DNA being expl uh, explaining how like the the death by shame or whatever worked. I I think that that's cool, but I I still don't think it would function as perfectly as it does in the show, and it doesn't even function that perfectly in the show as we, as we find out through the story so uh for me this show is a seven out of ten again i i didn't like it but it wasn't bad you know like it just wasn't for me so i i don't understand how anyone can give it uh a score much lower than even a yeah. six i think oh, i don't understand yeah. how you could objectively give this lower than a six unless you value animation as your top thing and only thing that you judge a show by and even then this show is probably a five if you only valued it by animation because there's looking... still like the stunning peaks you know through Digi's comments, like just like scanning through like text and stuff of the video, and he just like misses a lot of things. And like perhaps it's the show's fault for like not showing them well enough. Like it's possible like you miss some things too. So it's like definitely especially with the amount of exposition that they do throughout the show because there yeah. are a lot. We didn't talk about that. Uh, I forgot to mention that too. That's one of the things I had written down. There are some moments where there is just exposition dumps that are so freaking long that it's like what it like i can't believe i missed some of these things apparently <laughs> that i missed because it seems like this show takes a lot of time to just sit there and tell you what's going on or what what has happened in the past yeah. whatever um i think that that's a, a pretty valid criticism from his from digi's uh yeah, but he like missed like so like he was complaining that they just didn't explode the rats but the rats dress up as humans so like they can't use their powers against them and stuff like there's like mm. because they have all of the knowledge of like the false like they it's implied many times that they captured a false Minishiro and like have learned about all of these things. Um, and so like, there's a lot of stuff in there, but I, like they never say that. Right. Like it's, it's like, I don't want to like sound douchey, but it's like subtle that they can't kill the people, the rats because they're dressed up as humans. Um, and you know, like if you're, I don't know, like, it, I, I guess I shouldn't say subtle. It's easy to miss. Right. And so like, that's bad. Things that are easy to miss isn't good. Um, mm -hmm. I would say so. Like, yeah, I think that there's definitely room for like criticism in that that vein. Um, yeah, and I think it's also easy to miss something when you just talk about things for three minutes, and they have like nine important things in there. And if you remember eight of them, but not nine of them, you miss something. You know, like that's yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, there's, well, the, there's the whole episode expedition exposition dump. What was it like the third episode or something like that? Where they yeah, where they just talk to the thing they for talk yes for. 30 minutes essentially and it's just like man if i look down and if my phone buzzed and then i looked down and i looked back up and i missed a single line i could have missed something that could affect my interest in the story or understanding of the story so i don't know again uh i i at the end of the day i i think it was well put together it, it like there were a lot of things that were strong about it but i just i couldn't get into it so that's why i ended up limiting it to a 7 out of 10 for me However, when we total up our scores, this averages out to an 8.5 average. 
which is uh i believe that's about what the mallet it, let me yeah it's like 8.42 i think 8.35 is what it is on okay. mal right now um I think it is slowly going to continue to descend because I do remember when I first looked to show up, it was like an 8.6. So, and not like within the past few weeks, but just in general, like, I don't know, a few years ago I looked and it was pretty high. So I think we, like usual, we're pretty much on the nose with Mal in the pretty strong eight to nine range, uh, at least if you liked the show. Except for non-Baka. Except for non-Baka, but <laughs> that's the anomaly. That's the, uh, the cat box, the, 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 uh, the, the cat box, nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so now that wraps up our discussion of Shinsekai Yori or... Uh, from God, the New World. From the New World, thank you. Uh, gosh, I'm already moving on to our next week, or two weeks from now show for our Valentine's episode. And Miles has the tallies and the results from our voting, including community members who didn't even show up tonight. So thank you, community members who voted and wanted to participate in our uh in what shows we want to watch i want to remind anyone still listening please vote in the comments vote uh come join our discord and talk to us about these shows we would love to talk about them more because uh, again we only have an hour and a half or an hour or so to to talk about these shows and we want to talk more uh we, we love discussing these shows uh that's the whole purpose of this club right so so please feel free to comment and leave your recommendations or your your votes for the following upcoming week but yes so miles reveal to us what we are watching for our valentine's day episode that will occur on not valentine's day because you can't plan that properly yes we, uh, it'll we be can Plan that it'll be taking place uh eight days after valentine's day as yes. everyone knows the second most romantic day of the year eight days after valentine's day yes <laughs> and um so in the surprise vote chapter four of the shinsekai yori manga one and we'll wow. just be watching them bang each other let's go chapter, uh, <laughs> while other people try to discuss how to i'll be role-playing as maria um yeah so no we all um uh, nominated romances and also high school dxd Yes. Um, this week, so coming in in last place was High School DxD. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just wanted to establish that. Um, in third place, uh, we have uh, Tatami Galaxy knocking its uh, second, uh, if whatever point legacy, legacy point. There you yeah. Go. Um, in second place, we have Zuri Zuri Children um, knocking up its first, knocking up its first. Jesus Christ! No, they're children, first, bro. Aye, uh, legacy point. Um, and in a commanding first place, we have Watakoi. Uh, Love is hard for an otaku. Um, so that is what we will be watching. Love is in the air. Um, and as three otakus and me will learn. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! All right, you're right. I, I host an anime <laughs> podcast. You got me. Um. Yeah, so that's what we will be watching over the next two weeks and discussing. Please come and join us. We have a Discord. Pete normally does all this stuff, so I will kick it to him. Well, we need to nominate. We got to nominate first. To, oh, then, my God. Then you can kick it to me. You can kick Yikes. it to Pat. Uh, Pat yeah. will take this. So, yeah, we are doing our nominations for next uh, two weeks from now. We are finally back to normal episodes. You know, we had our double episode because or, or two core show episode because it was our 20th. And then we had the Valentine's Day one. And unfortunately, uh, I was looking and 
March 8th, which would be the show that we are nominating this for. There is no special date for that. I mean, that's close to the Boston Massacre, uh, you know, the Tea Party and everything else like that. But I don't think we celebrate that in anime culture too often. So I think we're just going to do a normal episode. So uh, the four of us who were here get to nominate some shows that we would like to watch and vote on uh, going into that week. So, uh, Johnny, since you always come prepared with shows ready to ready to talk about, I'm going to kick it to you first. What show are you nominating for our show that week? Your mic is muted still. Sorry about that. It's it's not every time I forget a show. It's just sometimes I do. It's just most of the time. It's okay. Yeah, okay. So the show I have nominated for this week, so a bit of a story about how I uh, found this show. I I'm the type of guy who like really likes to listen to like anime OPs and shit like that. And like I just I stumbled upon this ED, which was like I just found it so fun. I just wanted to see what the show was. So the show I'm not nominating is uh Blood SM. <laughs> Sorry, I can't speak. Blood Blockade Battlefront. Okay. And the Yeah. I think nobody's heard about the show. Maybe you have. Uh, yeah, I've heard of it. Come on, bro. Yep. Yeah, but like the the ED for this show, like I'll send it to you guys later. I I absolutely fucking love it. And I haven't even watched the show, so that's literally the only reason I nominated it. I'm gonna be honest, but yeah, that's my nomination. There you go. All right. Uh, uh, uh the, Ooh, the, the alliterating like... show, Blood Battlecade, Block Blockfront. I can't see. see. I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one. Battle, Battlefront and Beyond is I believe is what it's called. Yes, yeah, I, I'm beyond. not looking at the title, so I'm just going off memory too. That's hard to speak though. I, I, I that's good alliteration, I guess. Uh, Pete, what have you got? So this one I really have been trying to watch for a while. I think I've nominated in the past before, and Rifle from our Discord pushes it all the time. It's getting a second season. I am nominating Drifters. Ooh, Drifters. Okay. Uh, I don't think I've actually even heard of that. That's cool. That's cool. Alrighty, uh, Miles, what have you got? I'm going to just re-up to Tommy Galaxy. One day we'll watch it. There we go. I, I hope we will watch it someday, too. And, uh, yeah, you're lucky that you're able to re-up a show. I, I guess I could do that, too, with um, uh, with the romance show. Yuri on Ice? Yeah, well, I could re-up Yuri on Ice. I could re-up a lot of things. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to re-up Elfin Lead because, like <laughs> Miles said... <laughs> <laughs> love is in the air so let's watch <laughs> some child murder right um we'll, we'll be sick of love by that point though we'll have watched uh two two shows full of love in the in the past few weeks uh so instead we get to watch some child murder and and grotesque things and stuff so let's do elfin lead no it's got some legacy points too and i do want to eventually watch it at some point so yeah uh but yeah that wraps us up so now we will hand this off to pete so that he can say what he needs to plug the discord plug our affiliation yada 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 yeah for sure so as you can tell we like that when the community can vote we had community votes this time so if you are interested in watching one of the shows that we just nominated join our discord links in the description below we have a channel called anime club we can talk to you there or DM me on Twitter. Links to all that is in the description below. Um, yeah, thank you so much for listening. We have a really special episode for next week where we have Potato Gang versus Gabby Gang. We have our Attack on Titan episode. We finally got one. Miles will be debating uh, Krissa from hashtag Anime Talk. And so it'll be super fun. So look forward to that. I will be live streaming that on Saturday. So if you're listening to this prior to February 13th, 
tune into the live stream twitch.tv slash don't sew three t's that link will also be in the description below but other than that thank you so much and we will see you in two weeks for wotakoi bye everybody bye, bye.